Hi guys, um, welcome to the fourth episode of Behind the Mask Podcast. This is going to be a solo episode of just me, Miranda. Um, <laughs> if you have been listening since day one, I would say you may have heard this story already, um, but somehow my story got deleted along this podcast journey of mine, so um, I just thought, why not redo it? Um, I have definitely learned a lot in the past six years of being an esthetician um, and just a business owner overall. Um, Did I always know this is exactly what I wanted to do? No. So (laughs) let me just tell you how that happened. Um, I didn't start off wanting this. I, I don't even think I knew what the hell I wanted or what the hell an esthetician was back then. Um, I did though have aspirations of being my own boss only because my dad owned his own business and I thought, how hard could that be? Right? (laughs) So first I went to community college right out of high school. Um, I was doing my prereqs to become an ultrasound technician, and I was not in love with it. It just didn't bring me joy, and I didn't like going to school to be lectured all day. That's just not how I learn. I'm very hands-on, and I just love getting my hands dirty, and I don't know. That's just how I learn. I'm very visual, and um, I think... All of us estheticians are. We're all very visual learners. And um, yeah, so I just didn't like how the school system was set up. So I do remember, though, going onto Capital's website, which is the school I went to, and just being in awe of it. Altogether, so I probably visit the site almost every day when I was I think I was like 22 or 23 um, and There was one time I even applied and Then when they would call I would chicken out and so there was always like a back-and-forth like do I want to do this? Do I not like is it something for me? I don't know um, but Something in the back of my mind knew I needed to be there. I knew I loved all the things that came with the beauty industry. Um, I myself struggled with like confidence and really sticking up for myself and um, just being okay with going outside without any makeup on type of thing. Um, So I just didn't know if I exactly, I guess, would fit in into that realm of the the beauty industry. And I didn't know, (laughs) like back then, it was like 2017. No, it was 2015, actually, because I graduated in 2016. Um, (laughs) And so like, it's just so funny how like times have changed and now like, the beauty industry and aesthetics is like booming right now, right? Like it's like a booming 
industry right now. And I love that. But like back then, no one knew what the hell an esthetician was really. Unless you grew up in that kind of um, world. And I definitely did not. And my mom definitely <laughs> did not get facials, did not get like any kind of massages. Like it was just not talked about. Um, when I was growing up, I just learned everything on my own. Like I overplucked my eyebrows and I cut my own bangs and um, learned how to apply my own, ba um, my own makeup by myself. Like YouTube wasn't even like a huge thing back then. I never watched YouTube. I never watched girls like put on their makeup and like taught you how to do that. I never had that. So like <laughs> I was like so like unaware of what the beauty industry was. Um, but I knew it was like pulling me in. Like every single time I would look at that website, it would pull me in and I'd be like, that is, that looks amazing. Like I want to do that. Um, so I was terribly afraid only because I had to tell my dad that I was going to drop out of college and go to beauty school. Um, this is, and this was like the second time I applied and I called and like I did it behind his back. I wasn't even telling him what I was doing. And, um, <laughs> when I finally had the courage to tell him, it didn't exactly go well. Um, only because, like, my family, they didn't know what that was. He didn't know what an esthetician was. And it scared the shit out of him. And he, like, you know, as a parent, like, he wants the best for me. He wants me to succeed and all of that fun stuff. And so him not knowing what that is, it's him like being like, why would you do that? Don't do that. Don't, why are you dropping out of college? It was like so scary for him. And there were lots of tears. And <laughs> I mean, he basically told me I'm too smart to become an esthetician. I'm too smart for that. And um, I'm like, I, I know I am smart and I really want to do this. And I know I have it in me to make this something bigger than you even think it would be. Like, I just know, I just knew I had that spark in me. And so, yes, there were a lot of tears. Um, and there was a lot of tough love going forward, but he was always there to support me and whatever I really wanted to do. Um, so I went to school for five and a half months. I, I think I learned more about myself. Um, I think within that whole time frame. Um, but <laughs> I was excited to get started. I was excited to go out into the beauty industry and like, I, I think when you graduate, like you're so ready, right? You're like so ready um, to just succeed in this thing that is so beautiful and like inspiring. Um, and I did not have the best time. And I think there were numerous hurdles that had, that I had to jump through until they, I became successful. So, <laughs> looking back, I feel like 
this happened so long ago when it and it really wasn't that long ago it just feels like an eternity ago because so much has happened between now and then um but i'm gonna try my best to get through this um so when i first graduated you know you gotta take your state board and get your license and i did all of that and um i was also working two other jobs at the time. I believe I was still at Massage Envy. Um, and then I was also um, a bartender, but I needed to quit both of those jobs, I think, to um, really like dive into the aesthetic world, right? Like I, that's all I wanted to focus on. Like that's what I wanted to do. Um, and I wanted to be successful at it. Um, <laughs> and in school, they, they teach you like, or they tell you, I I don't know if this is like the statistic anymore, but they tell you like, um, 75% of you are not going to make it. Um, you're all going to quit basically. And, uh, good luck. <laughs> so, um, when someone tells me like, I can't do something, I'm like, I'm always set out to, to prove them wrong. So when my dad even was like, you can't do this. Like, you're not going to make any money. You're going to have to move to California. I was like, um, no. Like, I was always set out to prove them wrong. So, I think I got my first job within the first, like, four months after I graduated. Um, because in school, they also don't tell you, like, how hard it is to try and find a job. Like, you really have to, like, go for it and set yourself apart from your class. Like, and I don't know if this is a thing with all um, aesthetic classes um, or schooling, I guess. But at the end of school, they take us on tours and um, you really get to find, like, what you really like in the aesthetics industry because there's so many different realms you can take. We set out towards like the medical side of things. We we saw um, independent, you know, estheticians and stylists. Um, we saw like just um, a salon and spa atmosphere. So like, there's so many different realms that you can take, and uh, there are so many more now. I think than there was when I was graduating too. So it was really like, what do you want to do? Like, what niche do you want to stick with? Like, what brings you joy? Um, and I just, I guess I didn't really know what I really wanted to do. All I was set on was like becoming my own boss. And I knew that's something I wanted to do. Um, but I needed the experience to back me up, right? So, like, I, I wanted to learn all these new things and, um, because in school, like, they teach you how to do it, right? But, like, they teach you to an extent to pass your, your test and your board and, um, to get you through school. So, <laughs> um, you're ready for the aesthetics world, but you don't know everything. So I guess I, I got a lot of my hopes like kind of crushed because 
the places I went to, they were just not set up that way. I feel like a lot of salon and spas need to really step it up, especially now, um, because if they want to succeed in this industry, I know a lot of people don't want to go out on, out on their own. They don't want that burden of all the things that come with business, but um, they need to be better. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say with that. But um, so I was basically alone. I felt alone, even though I was part of a team, I felt like I was learning things by myself and researching things on my own and really just teaching myself really how to navigate clients and wax the right way and do their lashes the right way and um, reteach myself how to do massage because no offense, like facial massage in school is so basic and boring Um, and there's so much to learn with massage even I mean it's insane so I felt alone and I wasn't super busy I think the place I was at um, they were like if you do not meet um, a certain percentage of like clients, then you're only going to be making minimum wage. And, um, a lot of the time, I don't know what it is now because I haven't been in a salon and spa atmosphere in a really long time. But back then mine was 48%. I got 48% commission if I was busy enough. But if I didn't meet that like quota, I guess you could say, um, I only got paid minimum wage, which, which was like $7 and something cents back then. So I was broke as a joke. Um, and so the other two jobs that I quit, I needed to find other jobs as well to, you know, pay my bills and, you know, stay afloat and, stuff like that. So I was an esthetician, yes, but I was also, um, I went back to waitressing and then I also had a job, um, at an, at a plant nursery and they did landscaping and stuff like that too. So I had three jobs at the time trying to make it. And I, I always felt like I was sitting around at the salon and spa I was at, like, I was so bored. Like I just really wanted to get my hands dirty. Like I really wanted to make a difference because that's what this industry is about is making a difference in someone else's life and that's what I wanted to do like so badly and I just think they weren't busy enough maybe um I found myself bored a lot and um I'm just the type of person I'm just like a go-getter like I really just want to do the thing um and so I was there for about like six months and <laughs> the other esthetician that worked with me, she was like, just give it a year, just give it a year. And I'm like, I just don't see it going anywhere here. Like, I don't see myself succeeding here. Like, I just don't. Um, so I quit that job and I found another job at a laser hair studio. And I'm not going to name names and it's, it is what it is now, but I was the only esthetician there and I was 
busy. Like I was finally like, oh my God, I'm making it. I'm making all this money and um, <laughs> I am making a difference in people's lives. Like I was doing lashes and I was doing a bunch of facials and peels and like um, this oxygen facial thing that they were doing. Like I thought it was so cool. And little did I know they ran a lot of Groupons and if you know anything about Groupon, you do not make a whole lot of money off of Groupon. Like, yes, it's a great way for people to get into the door. And so you can see a lot of new faces, but you don't get paid a whole lot um, after the fact. So they ran a lot of Groupons, but I also was busy with the clientele that they already had as well. Um, and in school, they also told us, you know, like, be careful because there are people out there that will try and take advantage of you. And sometimes that's just how it is in this industry. So I was like, no one would do that. No one would take my money. Like no one would like put, like have one over on me. Like that's so mean. Like why would people do that? Little did I know that was happening to me. <laughs> so um, I slowly started getting paychecks and each paycheck basically was a lot smaller than what I was anticipating because um, I would tally up like every single person because I'm a, a psycho like that. I would just make sure, you know, like I was like, even if it was a Groupon, like I made sure like, oh, that person's a Groupon. I got that much amount that person was full price, I got that much amount, and I was getting 50% at this place. So I like to say I'm pretty good with numbers, like I'm not the best of the best, but like I know when things look off, basically, and they were way off at the end of the day um, when I got my paychecks, and I was like ant anticipating, you know, this $1,200 paycheck, you know, and I got like maybe three or $500. So I was just like, this seems a little sketchy. This is a little weird. Like, why am I not like I should be, be making more, right? So, and I basically went down a little rabbit hole and slowly started to figure out they weren't paying me for certain services. Um, <laughs> and this is long, this is the longest story, but I'm going to try and make it short and sweet and to the point, um, I brought that attention to my manager and even to the woman who owned the place and she did not live here in the state of Nebraska. So... It was just really hard to um, talk to the owner. Like she was always busy, so he couldn't call her, but I could email her. And then you know how emails work. It's like not like received, like you didn't receive the messages right away when you send an email, when you send an email out, right? So all I had was my manager at the time. And um, <laughs> It was the day before Thanksgiving and I have had previous talks with her about this concern of mine um, before and this was the third time may maybe 
And before I even decided to talk to her, I talked to my dad. I'm like, dad, like, what do I do? Like, this is just not adding up and I just need it to make sense. And every single time I try and talk to her, it's like she blows me off. So this was the third time I was like, this is not right. Like, you need to make this make sense because it's not making sense for me. And um, we kind of got into it. We had a heated conversation and at the end of the conversation, she fired me and she, I don't, I can't believe she even said this to me because I'm just like, do you even know what that means? This is what she said. You shouldn't just assume that the clients that you have, um, you get a, you get 50% for. And I was like, why? Like they're paying clients, like I'm doing the service. And she was like, well, those were our clients to begin with. They're, they weren't the people that you brought in. So you don't get paid for that, basically. So <laughs> I was like, what? Like, you're not paying me for the services I do because I didn't bring that client in? That makes no sense. And so I was like, you know that's illegal, right? Like, you not paying me for the services I do and the work I do is illegal. And... She was like, it's not illegal and um, you're fired. And this was like this, the day before Thanksgiving. She fired me and I was so, so livid. Like I was so angry. Like, and when I get angry, like I get brought to tears. Like I just start to cry and I'm just, and I'm just like angry about it. And I told her to her face, I'm like, you know, this is wrong. And I'm starting to see who you are and who this company is as a whole. And you will be being sued by me. Like, just watch out because I will be getting my money. And she was like, uh-huh, okay. Like, she was, like, laughing at me. So I left, went home crying, <laughs> and... <laughs> I was like, this was like my mission now to like tell them like this is not okay because before like when I first started there, um, I heard rumors like there's a lot of like turnover and they don't treat their employees right and like you don't know exactly until you like you're in it, right? So like I'm like thinking things over like become like realizing like all of this stuff that has happened since I started working there and I'm like oh my god do they do this to a lot of other people like I cannot be the only one that they've done this to like everything has started to make sense now and I was like this is not okay and if I have to be that person to tell them it's not okay for them to do, then I will be that person. And so <laughs> I had all of my paperwork and all of the emails back and forth between me and the owner. And I went down to the courts and I made a small claim because it's not like they owed me thousands and thousands of dollars, but it was, it was a good amount. It was a good chump of change back then when I needed it right so um I 
I took them to small court and, um, or at least filed it. And I had my court date set and I was ready to basically like tell my side of the story to a judge. And I had so much anxiety. I think I was like 23 and I was like, what am I doing? Like, I have never done this before. Like, this is not normal for, I feel like a 23 year old to do to like sue their previous employer. Like I was like, what am I doing? Like I had, it was like such a, such a low time in my life. And I didn't know where else to go basically. And I was so, I felt like I was so defeated then. Um, and I always felt like there were people out to get me and people are always going to try and take advantage of me in this industry. And it was just like all of these overwhelming feelings. And, but I knew like I wanted to be an esthetician and, um, my boyfriend, my husband now at the time, you know, told me like, you need to go like, you know, it sucks, but you need to go back into it and become an esthetician because that's what you've wanted to do. Um, and so I basically like crawled my way back to my previous employer, like the first ever, um, salon and spa that I was at before the, um, the laser hair removal place. And I was like, please have me back. Like I need something, like I need something. And, uh, Thankfully, they had me back and I mean, it wasn't the best place for me to work, but it was at least something. And so as time went on and my court date got closer, my my court date got closer, um, I didn't hear anything from <laughs> the laser hair place. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, I had no communication with him whatsoever, which I'm sure is pretty normal. Like if you're trying to sue someone, I'm sure the person doesn't want to have anything to do with you. And it was like the night before I was supposed to go to court and it was like seven, maybe eight o'clock at night. And I'm like telling my husband, I'm like, I don't know if I can go through with this. Like do I just not show up? Like, I just, I was scared. Like, what if, what if they like try and like flip it over onto me, which is, I don't know, crazy to think, but like I had so much anxiety and I was just scared to do it. And as I was talking to him, I get a phone call. (laughs) And it is the owner of said place that I was working at previously. And she calls me. I don't answer. And I'm like terrified. Like what is happening? And um, I let it go to voicemail. And then (laughs) my husband's like, why didn't you answer that? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm fucking, I'm fucking scared. Like, I don't know what's going on. And, uh, I decided to call her back and I was like, Hey, you called like, 
Um, I'm supposed to see you in court tomorrow. Like, what's, why are you calling me, basically? And she was like, I can't believe you would even try and sue me. And um, I thought we had great conversations over the phone, through email and stuff like that. And I don't understand why you're trying to sue me. And I'm like, really? Because, like, I have told you numerous times that I've had concerns about you not paying me correctly. And when the time came down to it, I really wanted answers and you guys fired me over it. So I have every right to sue you and I have every right to get the money that you owe me. Um, that's what this is about. And she just proceeded to bully me and try to get me out of the whole, um, situation basically because she didn't live here. So if she were to come to court, she would have to fly here, um, go to court, meet me in court and then pay me. So it would have, it would have cost her more money basically. And she was like, well, how much do you think I even owe you? And I'm like, well... I can send you email, an email again that I've already sent you that I've had concerns about. And um, I mean, you do the, you do the math. I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you, but I'm standing my ground. And I remember being so scared, like on this phone call and I could like feel my voice cracking, like talking to her because I never really stood up for myself like before this, like, I always just, like, let someone just, I'd be like, okay, cool. So, I remember being terrified over this phone call with her. I could feel, I could feel, <laughs> I could feel my, my voice cracking when I was talking to her. Um, I was sweaty, my hands were clammy, um, <laughs> like, all of these things that I'm like, oh my god, she's gonna, like, you know, I don't know what she's gonna do, but, uh, I was so scared, <laughs> and, uh, um, I don't remember a full conversation, because it's been so long, but I basically stood my ground, and I was like, you know what, lady, like, you owe me money, just pay me, so we don't want to go to court, and she finally agreed, she was like, okay, I'll pay you, <coughs> excuse me, she was like, okay, yes, I'll pay you, and so she did. Thank God. Um, so I always tell people, like, I had to sue someone, which I didn't. I didn't go through. We didn't go to court. Like, she just paid me, and that was that. We settled, and it was fine. Um, but it really took a toll. Um, it really took a toll on me. Uh, mentally, just, like, I was sad that I even had to go through that. Um, I really felt bad for myself back then. Like, looking back at it now, I'm like, damn, like, you should have just went to court. Like, <laughs> um, but I was basically defeated. Like, I was, I thought, like, that was our industry. Like, that was, that just put a really bad taste in my mouth and, um, it stuck with me for a really long time. Um, and I was, I was still working, you know, my two other jobs. And then I was still an esthetician at the previous place that I 
first started at and I was there for a little bit longer and like I just it also that place also wasn't a very good environment for me either like it was very toxic and um just it wasn't for me um and so I decided like is this is this what I really want to do like am I going to do this or do I need to go find another job? Basically, I had, I gave myself two choices and first of all, I always knew I wanted to go on my own. Second of all, did I knew, did I know how to do that? No. Um, and so I researched places, um, before I decided to leave the previous place and I came across Sola Salons and <laughs> at the time i definitely was so broke like i was living paycheck to paycheck and um still had three jobs like it was insane and i was like this is this is it for me like it's this is either going to work and i'm going to make it work and i'm going to work my ass off to really be successful at this or I'm going to fail and I was okay with failing I think I think at that point in my in my career I was like this is my make it or break it and I was okay with failing I don't think I was even scared I I just been through the ringer with having to quote-unquote sue someone like I was not scared. I was ready. Like, this is going to tell me if I am meant for this or not. And so I decided to go out on my own and I had, like, no clientele. Um, and I always tell, when I tell people this story, um, I'm always like, don't do what I did because it was so hard. Like, it was so hard. But it's something I really, really wanted. And um, to this day, I'm like, I still really, really want it. And like, I work hard every single day to keep this thing going. It's not like, oh, I did the thing and now it's easy. It's not ever easy. It's always going to be hard, um, but it's worth it. So that is how and why I went out on my own. Um, I always knew I wanted to be out on my own, but I felt like it wasn't my decision. Like, it was my decision, but I almost felt forced because I wasn't willing to trust another salon and spa. You know what I mean? So, like, I was just like, here I am. I'm going to do this. And before I even started at Sola, I had a sit-down meeting with um, the owner, and he was like, so, um, so you don't have a clientele? <laughs> and I think I lied to him. I think I was like, oh, well, I have, you know, like 20 people. <laughs> Which actually, I had like maybe five. Like, it was, it was a train wreck. But, you know, I got through it. And, um, it just goes to show if you really, really want it. You're going to make it work no matter what. Um, 
and you're going to go through hardships and heartbreak um, over the business and you're going to have really, really, really high highs and you're going to have really, really low lows in business. And um, I think a lot of people don't think about it that way. I think they're just like, oh, you're, you know, you're a small business owner. Like you must just have so, so much freedom and anything you can do anything you want. And it's like, not really like I <laughs> I overwork myself sometimes and um other times I'm really slow and some weeks I'm like so booked up like I can't even breathe like or get a drink of water water and it's like it's always up and down um but I love the up and downs honestly it reminds me that you know I'm human and um, I I get to enjoy the highs when they're there and when I'm low I get to remind myself like this is only temporary and um, the next day you'll have a really really good day so all in all I I'm proud of myself and I'm proud of what I've built and um, I never let anyone really tell me no. Um, and, um, I'm proud to say I did that shit on my own. Even when my dad was like, you're not going to make it. I still, I still had it in me to just do the thing. And, um, here I am. So... That is my story. Um, I've been in business for, it'll be six years this July, which is mind-blowing to me. Um, I'm, I've learned a lot. Um, I will never hold anything against anybody, um, even that lady that tried to screw me over. Um, I wish her the best. I hope she's doing well. I hope everyone in this industry, you know, doesn't really hold grudges towards other others in the industry as well. Just because we're all trying to make it. We're all trying to be successful in this thing that makes others feel so beautiful. And um, that's what it's all about. Like, I love self-care. I... If I don't have it, like, I, it's just a part of me. It's a part of me. It's who I am. I love being an esthetician. Um, I love being a facial specialist. I love it more than anything in this world. Um, and I wouldn't trade it for anything else. So if you're a little baby esthetician, if you want to go out on your own, I say go for it. I'm always um, here to back you up and support you along the way. Um, if you need advice about anything, I'm here. This is what me and Lindley, this is why we made this podcast. Like, just if I can make a difference in someone's life, just one, then I've succeeded. So it's all about perspective and staying positive and really just going for it. 
because you never know where it could lead you. It could lead you to so many great things. So um, thank you for listening to my story. I will see you in April, guys. I can't believe this is the end of March. I am like, it's crazy to me um, how <laughs> time flies by so fast. But um, thank you for listening to Behind the Mask podcast. Lindley and I love you so much. Um, if you have any questions about the podcast, if you want any insight on a specific subject, let us know. Shoot us a DM. Um, email us. Make sure to follow Glisten Glow by Glisten Glow Spotlight by Lindley and MJM Beauty Studio. And we will see you on the next one. Bye, guys. <laughs>